hurt my hand. Man. It's really swollen. <laughs> Dude, my dogs were barking wearing dress shoes all day. <laughs> they were hurting so bad this morning. Oh, fuck, dude. I, uh... Yeah, I have a really bad blister on my finger, too. Uh, hello, and welcome to Misfits on Vinyl. My name is Spencer Strykert. I am an actor and comedian and one of your hosts. Uh, my name is Aaron Walsh. I am also one of your hosts. And also an actor. Possibly. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, okay, I will say this, because you haven't seen the Alanis Morissette episode. No. I got us some free press. Nice. Uh, so, uh... I said to Brittany, I did the joke that I that we had talked yeah. about you going to Ottawa for the trucker rally, and then uh, I was like, "No, nah, I'm just kidding, everyone. Uh, he's actually out. Uh, he's he's away for a couple of weeks because he's shooting the Game of Thrones sequel with <laughs> the Jon Snow one." And Brittany believed it, and she was like, "Wait, really?" And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Are you just telling everyone that?" I was like, "Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of just letting it slip." Well, to be fair, I si- <laughs> I signed the NDA. Spencer didn't, so. It could possibly be true. Could possibly be true. I mean, Jon Snow did put on a lot of weight. That's uh, <laughs> he became Jon Snow Globe. Yeah. <laughs> Jon Snow Globe. He did become Jon Snow Globe. Kit, Kit fucking Harrington just became a fucking blob. It's true. Oh, it's dude. True. So, uh, it's been a couple of weeks. It sure has. We uh, haven't uh, we haven't been able to catch up, really. We've been both super busy with our schedules. And... Yeah, so uh, what we decided to do this week, instead of... Uh, well, we're doing... We're also recording a real episode this week, later mm-hmm. on. But this is the Recasode. 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 So, we're going to... We're going to give you guys a couple of recommendations, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm super excited about. Uh, but before we get into that, we're going to catch up. And uh, what a better way to do that than with the Border Hop by uh, official non-official sponsor, Cabin Brewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm super excited to drink this. Also, I didn't let Brittany drink out of the record mug. Oh, That's our thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, that makes me feel special. Yeah, no, I, I, I made sure that I was the only one drinking out of it, and then she gave me shit for uh, drinking out of it. Mm. Because she didn't understand how great these mugs actually yeah, are. Yeah, that made me feel really special, Spencer. <laughs> my, my heart just grew three sizes. It's amazing. I'm glad that I made you feel special with mm-hmm. that. I, uh, I'm really good at making people feel special. Normally because they feel normal. <laughs> <laughs> Around you. Yeah, Around that's me. a good point. That's a good point. So I guess what have we been up to? Um, I was in Ottawa yeah. for... Non-disclosed reasons. Can't, can't confirm or not confirm. May have been protesting Trudeau. May have been, you know, becoming a celebrity, becoming an actor once again. I cannot, can or cannot confirm. But I was in Ottawa, actually, Ottawa Valley. Uh, Ooh. The lovely small town of Renfrew. It's about an hour and ten minutes outside of Ottawa. Um, it was really nice. I, I have a, heard that place has a lot of meth. Does it? I, I heard that, yeah. That was also, could possibly or not possibly be what I was <laughs> getting up to when I was there. <laughs> no, I, I actually, in all honesty, we were, I was hanging out with some elderly folk um, related to my kin, mm-hmm. uh, my girlfriend. Uh, kin, I don't know if that's the right word. <laughs> I don't think that <laughs> no, is. No, it isn't It'd word. be weird if your kin was your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> wrong word, wrong word. <laughs> wrong word. Well, you never know. It was... <laughs> Not in Renfrew County, yeah, I'll tell you what. County, that makes total sense, but... Uh. No, not my kid, sorry, my, my lover. Very uh, much. <laughs> Although, in Renfrew, your lover can be your kid. It's funny because I don't actually know the definition of kid. No, I think it's family. I think it's family. I, I, like, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, that felt wrong. Yeah, no, that did feel wrong. Um, I, I'm having a hard time pouring this. I'm not I got mine lie. out. Fine. Really? So, I'm, yeah. I, okay, well, I am special. <laughs> uh. But yeah, I was hanging out with her family and grandparents, and holy fuck, did we play a lot of bingo. Ooh. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you I, go to a bingo hall? I went to two bingo halls. Ooh, there's two bingo halls in Renfrew? <laughs> no, we had to drive. <laughs> We drove to we drove to Pembroke, which is near Petawawa, Ooh. and we went to the bingo hall in Pembroke, and then we went to a bingo hall in Ottawa. Whenever I hear Pembroke, I just think of the Pembroke Mall. Mm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> There's no reason for that. I don't mm. know why I think Pembroke Mall. Mm. Is that in? Is there a mall in Calgary in Pembroke? I don't know. Yeah, because there is a neighborhood here in Pembroke. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, 
It's like Forest Lawn adjacent. Oh, uh, that would explain <laughs> yes. why I don't know where <laughs> yes. it is. Okay. Um. <laughs> anyways, lots of bingo. I didn't realize there's such a fucking culture around bingo. Like, <laughs> it's mostly just like old people addicted to gambling. Oh yeah. But it's there's slot machines there, and then they have like the Nevada cards. You know the Nevada like <laughs> cards. That you open them up, and they're like handheld slots. But they play for this thing called balls. Um, they play for balls. Anyways, what what it is is you play the Nevada and then you might get a card that's got like three bingo ball numbers. And then if they call that number on one of the two games, the like they have two ball games or whatever, one of the two games and it calls your number with your, your three balls on it, you win more money. But like, the odds are so stupidly low. Yeah, what the fuck? So you have to buy so you have all to these. Win twice. You have to win twice. Yeah, to win this to extra win. prize. But people were eating it up, dude. Like eating it up. I don't understand why old people like to gamble. No, I don't know either. They like, fucking they criticize Pokemon cards. Yeah, yeah. but and... like I, you know, I like I like to gamble, but I like to gamble in games that are like I feel like I have a li- like a little bit of skill involved. Yeah, like like poker's a good one. Poker, um blackjack's a bit of luck, but there's also skill in blackjack. Mm-hmm. Um I like I like betting sports, but bingo is not for me. I wouldn't <laughs> jack shit. I spent like 150 bucks in two fucking games of bingo and I won nada. Dude, nada. That's so funny cuz the last time my dad came to Calgary, uh him and I went to two casinos. We should mm. cheers probably. <laughs> yeah, that's a faux pas. Cheers. Uh we went to two casinos, and I just watched him play poker for fucking so long. And, like, we went to the Grey Eagle, which is great because you can smoke in there. Yeah. So I'm just standing there smoking and watching my dad fucking lose, like, thousands of dollars. And I'm like, God damn it, I hate that you just have this money to spend on this. <laughs> not child support? Oddly enough, no. Maybe that's why he has the money. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, it was really fun, like... Drank a lot of Coors Light and walked around. We watched a lot of cable television. Like, <laughs> I, uh, you know, it was actually though a really nice time. It was a good break from life, and uh, then I came back and um, went to a wedding. I officiated a wedding. On yeah, quick, how was how was that? It really good, man. I want to give a quick shout out to my two friends, uh, Sandra and Chase. They are now married. Ooh, they are now married. One thing I learned, which was also stressful, I was officiating the we- wedding. She's Romanian. Um, I fit, found out the day of the wedding. I've been saying her last name wrong for about eight years since I met her. So I had to say her name, right? And she never corrected you? Well, I mean, I didn't really say her last name that often. Oh, that's but, fair. Um, so, like, on the day of the wedding in the morning, I was like, you know, let me ask Chase if I'm saying the name wrong. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't say, I was saying it wrong. I wasn't saying oh, it right. Fuck. So I had to write it out phonetically (laughs) 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 on top of my script and then totally when the wedding started i said her name probably three different ways so it didn't help but they're married now and they were happy with my performance uh that's so funny that you just dyslexia their wedding oh yeah dude really (laughs) bad okay that's funny because that's funny because someone at my work was reading my handwriting i have terrible writing and they they were like i think you have dyslexia (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they call it they call it my extra chromosome writing as oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I have really bad writing. Uh anyways, yeah, she's like she was like, it looks like you spell your letters backwards. You need the you need the fucking speak and spell. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you need to write. With. <laughs> it's like I'm great writing emails, but like when I actually have to physically write stuff. <laughs> And I had to sign the 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 marriage certificate and all that stuff, so we were like <laughs> practicing our signatures the night before, and they were all making fun of mine. Oh fuck! So, but overall, really good time. I'm really happy for my friends, and I got a killer suit out of it. Yeah, and yeah, you got a new suit that you had to get yeah. uh, custom made. I got a custom made suit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so maybe one of these episodes, I will put it on because I have nowhere else to wear it. Yeah, to, which so. also, by the way, like because uh, originally our original plan, uh, we, we I guess we forgot to mention this in the first episode. Mm-hmm. So I was wearing a suit jacket, and the reason was, it wasn't just because it was an 80s record. No. (laughs) It it was because we were both going to be wearing suits. And then Aaron was like, no, I'm not going to wear it because I don't want to ruin it. And I was like, so then I'm just sitting here with a fucking Mm -hmm. Miami Vice coat on. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) 
But I can wear it now, so maybe we can do a little redo. Mm. <laughs> a little redo on that episode. We'll do a, a part two redo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, everything's pretty good. Except, <laughs> actually, I actually have one more thing to talk I got a, I got a bit of a beef. I have two beefs to pick. <laughs> uh, first of all, WestJet. <laughs> they didn't cancel my flight, but man, their planes are fucking small, and they fucking suck. Like, I was, uh, we were talking about this right before the episode, because we both just got back into town. And WestJet <laughs> in Air Canada, apparently, as well. <laughs> they make Ooh. planes for midgets. Uh, yep. Like, it was so small. I tried to take a shit in the WestJet bathroom. Like, I'm not a small guy by all means. I understand this. Like, but I'm not, like, two-seat two, two type guy. I tried to take a shit, and my legs couldn't spread up enough to push. So, like, it just, whatever fell out, fell out. Like, it was terrible. Like, it was, I was like, this, try, like, you can't shit like this. Like, it's just not possible. So, it was a really, like, not a fun experience. You know what? I, I, gotta, I, I gotta just say this. I know for a fact that statistically we have more women listening to our podcast <laughs> than men and it's so funny now to imagine that some of these people being absolutely disgusted yeah, with us i don't care i it's my beef right now it's it's what what's grinding my gears right now i'm like i couldn't couldn't even white i had to like stand up to get the it was terrible like fuck WestJet. but the bathroom was bigger than the seat my seat so like you know the whole flight was terrible um my second beef is with my property management company of my mm. apartment building because uh new fu- or old uh new one because fuck them uh they put up these signs today talking about the garbage room about how don't overflow the garbage bins, this, 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 and that, and, like, you can't throw on furniture. $500 fine if you overflow the garbage bin. I walk in with my cat's litter, and everything is, like, almost up to the fucking roof full. It's like, maybe pay someone to come pick it up more than yeah, once. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, $500 fine. They're like, we will. We were watching the cameras. We're going to find what room you're in, this, 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 and that. I was like, you know what, fuck you. First of all, I think that's illegal. I know. I was like, uh, you're going to find me 500 bucks. So I took a picture in the room, and I took the garbage room, and I took a picture of the fucking notice. Because also on the notice, because uh, I've been gone like out of my place for like a month, on the notice it said, uh, it didn't say the date it was posted. It just said October 2022. Mm. It's like I was there at the start of the month. It wasn't posted. I was there last before last weekend, and it said it wasn't po- it wasn't posted. And then it was just posted when I came back. So it was some point on the weekend. But like we're we're gonna find anybody that has like the past month. So they're finding people that already did stuff. Yeah, dude. What? And it's like fuck? you gotta cut your garb. You cut your cardboard boxes down. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. But everything was over overflowing. And there's three garbage rooms, and they were all the same way. Ew. So I'm super cheesy. So fuck my property management company, and fuck WestJet. Yeah, no, fuck, fuck them. Fuck them hard. And that... that's, that's all my beef with waste disposal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, those two things really grinded my gears. And that's all for me. Uh, that's all for me today. <clears throat> oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, fuck. I, it's been a lot for me this past week. <laughs> oh, Jesus. fuck yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, I literally just got off a plane uh, an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I came back from Toronto. Nice. Uh, yeah, no, this is super nuts. Uh, I I can't say a lot about what I did, mm. uh, but I can say this. I got cast in a commercial like a week ago, and they flew me out to Toronto uh, paid for my flight, paid for my hotel. I was staying at the Hilton downtown. Oh, nice. It was fucking gorgeous. My, I had a king-size bed. Ooh. Oh, my God. It was so nice. And I was on, like, the 11th floor. The the uh, the elevator had, like, these glass, like, windows so you could look and, and like, stand <laughs> nice. out and, like, look as you were going up. So that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it was super fucking fun. Uh, but I found out that I was going last Monday and I didn't know when. And then on Thursday, I found out that I was going on Saturday Mm. and then, uh, it was like Saturday morning, uh, woke up early, got to the airport, printed off my fucking ticket. It says standby. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Uh, so I was talking to the travel coordinator on the phone and then somebody overheard me who worked there, Mm uh, basically bitching about like yeah like what the fuck they gave me a standby ticket but like you guys bought the ticket so then he was like uh oh yeah well i mean that happens you know because what they do is they uh like they oversell the plane because they expect that people aren't gonna make it i'm like that's such a shady Mm. fucking business practice i'm sorry what goddamn difference does it make you're just wanting extra money and you don't care if you fuck people over Mm -hmm. that's all it is and so it's like fuck them uh, but this guy overheard me talking about it, and then he heard that I was a comedian, and then he was like, 
oh, well, you know, uh, I know Jeremy Furlong, because uh, Jeremy works there, too. Nice. So he then walked me to the uh, to the gate, talked to the lady who he was friends with, and made sure that I got a seat on this plane. Oh, hell yeah. And I watched her turn down a mother with her children. <laughs> Priorities. I was Canada. like, holy fuck. Like, I felt kind of bad, but also mm. a little bit good. Like, I was like, it's kind of cool that I ruined this woman's vacation with her children. <laughs> like, like, there's a small part of me that's like, that was, that was a little bit rewarding. Just, yeah. just on a personal level. But, uh, yeah, no, it was really fun, though. Uh, went out to Toronto for the commercial. Uh, Saturday night, went and did a bunch of sets. Uh, went to Yucks in Toronto. Nice. Uh, which was great. Uh, had, like, one of the best sets I've ever had. But I got to say this. So I get introduced uh, to come onto the stage from the host. And she's like, yeah, this guy was originally from Saskatchewan. And everyone's like, woo. And they're like, and now he lives in Calgary. And they booed me. Ooh. And then she goes, okay, no, 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 because whenever I go out, out west, they boo me when they say that I'm from Toronto. Let's prove that we're better than that. He's from Calgary. They booed even louder. <laughs> so then, then the third fucking time she gets them to do it, they boo again. I got on stage, and I just tore off about Toronto <laughs> for about the first 30 <laughs> seconds of my act. And I went, how fucking dare you? Like, the very first words out of my mouth, I was like, how fucking dare you judge me for being from Calgary? You've seen your city. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what Calgary has that you don't? Transit that's reliable because every three hours some asshole isn't jumping in front of the train on Bay Street. I'm like, I'm like, you know what I can do? You know what I can do that you can't? Afford a house in five to ten years. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. Well, there's a reason why so many Torontonians are coming to Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a reason why so many of them are killing themselves. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong. Uh, and then I also commented on how all they do when they see homeless people is just step over them as they're walking down Queen Street. Mm. They don't actually fucking want to do anything about it. I got a huge applause nice. at the end of my, like, fuck you, Toronto rant. Because uh, I think they weren't expecting me to know so much fucking inside Yeah, well, you live there, so. Yeah, so I just fired that at them. But yeah, Yucks was good. Then I went and did Nothing Fancy. That was also really good. Uh, went and shot the commercial. It was a ton of fun. Went to the aquarium today. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking got to see some sharks. Nice. And some rays. Do you remember? Some chimeras. When we were... <laughs> okay, go ahead. Keep going. Stingrays? Uh, well, I said rays. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. And, sh- and chimeras are in the th- same family as sharks. I thought you meant rays. like laser rays. No. That, <laughs> although that would be really cool. I thought there were sharks Ooh. with laser beams, but... Sharks you know. with freaking laser beams. <laughs> what else did you see? Uh, well, I saw uh, a Goliath Gooper. Ooh. Uh, there was, uh, specifically with sharks, there was sand tigers. They were they were cool. Nice. They're the ones with the really funky teeth. Mm. Uh, there was the zebra sharks. There was black tip reef sharks. Uh, there was an epilot shark, which is a really tiny little cool one. Nice. Uh, there was some sturgeon. Uh, there was a flounder. Uh, there was uh, some Atlantic cod. There was a lionfish. Uh, <laughs> there was some sunfish. Uh-huh. There was a lot of there was a lot of really cool fish there. I did not know you were a marine biologist. You want to hear something really funny? Because yeah, I told I told Sam this. This is actually some exciting news for the podcast. Uh, I'm an educated man now. Yeah, go ahead. I uh, I took an online course about sharks. Nice. And I fucking passed. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I have a certificate in shark knowledge. <laughs> shark knowledge. From Cornell University. From Cornell. <laughs> <laughs> It's about time one of us, between the two of us, one of us got something from a university. So, wait, really? Oh shit! So Sam and I are uh, alma mater as Cornell now. Oh, we're alumni. I can't cheers to this. I did not attend Cornell. So no, it's okay. But we all dropped out of U of C. So you know. That's all that matters. But look where it got us. Look where it got us. We now <laughs> host the number 21 best music history podcast on Apple Music. In, in, in Canada. In Canada. <laughs> I don't know what it's like in the U.S. We got we got five more views and we shot up 64 <laughs> spots. <laughs> it's incredible. We actually, we actually dropped down to number 83 this week. So, oh. that was, so w- what I'm saying well, is everybody... Needs to share it more and not be fuckheads. <laughs> you killed my vibe with that. <laughs> I was so excited. We were about to celebrate. You went to Cornell. We're number 21. <laughs> and you dropped that. You went to 
We went to 83. Yeah, but you know what? It's okay because we're going to pop right back up because it did that last week, too. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, it just uh, we're, we're really in competition right now with Randy Bachman's Vinyl Cafe nice. podcast nice. Uh, because he's in the number two spot. And I really want to just be above him mm. because his book, when I read it, was so boring. Yeah. That's all that I want to do is be better than Randy Bachman at music history. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I feel like he's a little more qualified than the two of us. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, with age does not necessarily come wisdom. Mm-hmm. He uh, he was not a fun person to tour with, apparently. No. Mm, never knew yeah. that. Yeah, because he, uh, he wouldn't uh, – he was like – in his book, he talked about how – uh, he'd be sitting in a room with Jimi Hendrix and Santana and Janis Joplin, mm. and they'd all be smoking the dope, but he didn't want to partake in that stuff. Mm. <laughs> so he was a buzzkill. He was a fucking massive buzzkill. <laughs> yeah, kill. all right. <laughs> Which is so funny, because then when you listen to Bachman Turner Overdrive, you're like, well, this sounds like beer drinking music, mm-hmm. and everybody in that band was dead sober, never drank. Well, it turns out he was just all about taking care of business. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, <laughs> every way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we uh, should we get into these uh, these quick little wrecks? Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's so do it. What we're doing this uh, episode? Uh, what we're doing this episode? I did not say that one into the mic mm-hmm. the first time. Um, what we're doing this episode is we're going to recommend not one but two albums mm-hmm. because we recently shared our top nine albums each. Mm-hmm. My list has since changed because I realized I forgot albums. Nice. But, you know, that's going to happen. And between the three of us, from my understanding... Uh, Sam won by a technicality. Really? Yes. We all actually had the exact same number of votes, mm. but he won with 34%. Oh, how does that work? Uh, I don't those. know. We take those. You know what? Yeah, we take those. <laughs> you, t- you, Okay, you two Cornell grads here, can you do the math for me on how that... I, I, I am an, I'm a shark expert, sir. I do not know anything about well, maths. Congratulations, Sam. You have you have fantastic Sam, taste. Sam has the best music taste, but in order to uh, uh, prove to people that they're wrong, we're going to review two of our favorite <laughs> albums. <laughs> we'll, we'll do an episode where we review all of Sam's at once. Mm-hmm. Like, that would actually be the way to do it. We're just going to rapid fire all of Sam's. Yeah. All of Sam's albums. I'm be really salty about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be like, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, we, we did. We did have a little bit of crossover. To, yeah. to be fair, there was a little bit of crossover. Yeah, like we both had uh, Earth Towns. Yep. Uh, neither of us had our favorite album, which we're reviewing later this week for the <laughs> no. next episode. No, which but that's a that's like um, a favorite album. You know, collectively, collectively, yeah. like some just because of the memories attached. Um, mm. So it's going to be a fun episode because I don't know how many people know the album. I I honestly don't think very many people yeah. know that one. But we're doing we're doing two different ones. So we're mm. gonna we're gonna get into this. Uh, the first album that we're gonna be reviewing. Uh, again, we don't have it on vinyl. So, uh, <laughs> but I have a different one. Uh, we're gonna be reviewing CKY's "An Answer Can Be Found." Yeah. Okay. Uh. So. Uh. Uh, the first album that we're recommending, uh, CKY's An Answer Can Be Found, came out in 2005. Uh, it's a alt-metal, post-grunge, stoner rock album. Uh, definitely, I would say, not everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> I will I will acknowledge that. Uh, but I feel like uh, they've got so much weird shit like, that's happened that it's worth it to talk about. Mm. You know? Uh, so... A uh, little bit about CKY. They formed in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Uh, they got big because of the video series of the same name, which Bam Margera yep. made. So they uh, their music was f- featured frequently in... Uh, that was really weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, their music was featured frequently in the CKY series. Yeah, and they're like jackass adjacent. Just yeah, Bam and yeah, know. and 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 Bam's brother Jess is the drummer of mm-hmm. the band, so they get you know, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, a lot of attention from him. Now they originally were it was Darian Miller or Darren Miller and uh, uh, Jess Margera. Darren Miller was the guitar player and the singer. Mm-hmm. Jess was the drummer. And they formed a band called Foreign Objects in 95. They released one album. Uh, Then they just broke that band up. (laughs) Changed the name. 
Uh, when they decided on CKY, it was because they thought it'd be a really good horror movie title, Camp Kill Yourself. Yeah. Which is fair. It would be, because it kind of reminded me of, like, Camp Sleepaway. Yeah. Uh, except <laughs> more suicide. Except more suicide. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so, Chad I. Ginsberg, who later joined the band and was working as a sound engineer at the time, he joined because they came in to record at his studio they needed, uh, I think it was a second guitar player, and he was just a phenomenal guitar mm-hmm. player. So they were like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. You can join us. Uh, they record their first album, Volume 1. Uh, it comes out right around the same time that CKY is coming out. So CKY gets really popular. They get popular. They get asked to join the Vans Warped Tour. Uh, they join the Vans Warped Tour. That wraps up. Their music gets used in Jackass. So now they're on MTV. Nice. Skyrockets them to another level. Uh, they're touring around with, like, Metallica and Guns N' Roses, uh, a bunch of these, like, you know, huge bands, Mm -hmm. just as the opening act. Uh, then they recorded their second studio album. They had originally signed with, uh, Volcom Entertainment, uh, and then left them for Def, uh, Island, or Def Jam Island group. Mm. It's, uh, a weird fuck, the Def, the Island Def Jam, that's what it is. Uh, they signed with them in 2001. That's when they recorded their second studio album, uh, Infiltrate, Destroy, Rebuild, which had a lot of songs that were featured on uh, in the Jackass movie and various other you know pieces of pop culture at the mm-hmm. time. Uh, and because Jackass was such a pop cultural phenomenon, it, anything that was like remotely associated with that show just mm-hmm. fucking took off because they would replay those episodes like five times a day on MTV. Nice. So... Then their second album comes out, uh, and it's a success. Uh, it reaches number 99 on the U.S. Billboard 200, and Flesh into Gear was released as a single, <clears throat> reaching number 38 on the Billboard Mainstream Rock chart. Um, they were supposed to then open for Guns N' Roses. They hadn't at this point, but they were supposed to, and then they canceled a bunch of their own shows, went to Vancouver, and then Axl Rose got held up at the fucking border, <laughs> and the cancer got con- uh, uh, the cancer the concert, concert. the concert got go. canceled. Nice, yeah, I fucking did it. Uh, the concert got canceled, and then a riot broke out, <laughs> <laughs> as it does, it, it tends to happen in Vancouver. Yeah, over over small things. Yeah, Vancouver really doesn't. Uh, they do not enjoy uh, when things do not work out in their favor. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if I lived in like a place where it rains all the time, I'd want to riot every once in a while too. Yeah, I'd be I'd be mad if it rained all the time and I had to spend an arm and a leg. Yeah, <laughs> to, to live in a rainy to, place to live with like eight other people in a fucking. It, it being surrounded by vegans yeah. would also drive oh, me really crazy. God, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's maybe why the riots don't last very long. No, they have a lot of fucking strength to keep going. That's <laughs> <laughs> like that's a really good point, actually. <laughs> they, they, that's why they can't actually tip over vehicles when they riot. <laughs> okay, so so they uh, open. They were going to open for Guns and Roses, then they didn't. But then they opened for Metallica and went on tour with them. Nice. Uh, now, before I talk about the album, I'll talk about what happened afterwards because I'm just going to wrap up CKY super yeah. quickly. Um, in 2011, after releasing four albums, Darren Miller left the band officially. Um, and he was apparently fucking awful to work with, which I will explain more later <laughs> when we get into the reception of this album. Uh he, uh, yeah, he left, and then Chad Eisingsberg had left a few times before that, yep. but he came back into the band, and at that point, then, Chad replaced Darren as the vocalist and lead guitarist, and, uh, in 2017, they released that album, The Phoenix, <clears throat> and that ended up, you know, going to number nine on the Billboard Rock charts, uh, what's really funny is I went to go see CKY at Dickens, and Chad was the uh, vocalist, yep. and I could not notice the difference no. because that's how <laughs> fucking forgettable Darren Miller's voice is. He's not anything special, mm. uh, and it was really proven when, and especially because like before that, Chad had been like the backup vocals on a lot of the songs. Yeah. So his his voice was kind of already in like on the on the on the songs. Yeah, you'd, you'd recognize it. You'd um. recognize it. You'd know like where he's at. But it's funny because now Jess Margera, the drummer, is the backup vocalist. And again, 
you don't really notice that much of a difference. <laughs> um, yeah, so then uh, at the same time as that happened, Darren Miller was going to form a group he wanted to call uh, Mecha CKY, <laughs> and, and he wanted to re-record all Godzilla. Of... <laughs> Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. It's so dumb. That's he's stupid so, as He's fuck, so fucking dude. hateable. He's uh, so hateable. so fucking stupid. Um, instead, he formed the group 96 Bitter Beings, which originated as like a song title from CKY. <laughs> And it's the worst fucking thing I've ever listened to. <laughs> it's like, okay, uh, like you mentioned that like you, like you weren't a fan of the album, which is fair. Yeah. But even that, like I think anybody would fucking hate 96 Bitter <laughs> Beings. It was so bad. Like it, it and, and it's produced really poorly too. So it's like you have like really poor fucking mm. writing, really poor like music, really poor vocals. Really poor, like, <laughs> lyrics. Like, everything about it is just trash. It's a shit soup. It's a shit soup. Mm. And they fucking covered, uh, excuse me, some Michael Jackson song. I forget which one it was. And I was like, ew, why would you do that? Like, I, mm. I listened to that song first, and it was so gross. <laughs> uh, it really made me want to stab him in the throat. Um, I, I'm saying that as a joke. And clarify for legal reasons. Because uh, you were just at the airport. You're all on edge. Yeah. That actually is it. I'm, I'm at the uh, That really pissed me off. It made me very, very fiery. Um, okay. So uh, the album was released June 28th, 2005. Uh, it was originally named The Butcher's Hand, An Answer Can Be Found, um, and was written by uh, Darren Miller and uh, Chad uh, Igensberg. Uh, featured a number of songs uh, from early in their career they had mm -hmm. never recorded because there was a lot of songs that just didn't fit other places. Um, it was the same core lineup, Miller, uh, Chad, uh, Margera. And the recording for it took place uh, in California and in New York. Now, what's really funny about that is it's a fucking pretty uh, heavy, depressing fucking album. So, very funny that the majority of the recording took place in California, mm. uh, in Santa Monica. Uh, well, nowadays, California is pretty depressing. So. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not totally surprised by that, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 2004, that would be a little more surprising, mm -hmm. though. I'm like, I'm like, that's fucked up. Um, okay, so the title of, uh, so I'm just going to, you know, prattle off some yeah. fun facts Go about it. it. Um, the title of Behind the Screams, which is an acoustic uh, instrumental, uh, which kind of sounds like a Spanish guitar. It's fucking really cool. It's titled that because Tripled Manic State ends on a scream, mm. and so it's the song that immediately follows it. It wasn't going to be a song at all. They had recorded it for a movie, and then people loved the song in the movie, so then they did this like as a part of their album. And it ended up being one of their more popular songs nice. because it's very different tonally from, like, all of their other stuff. This was the first album, though, that didn't have synthesizers or keyboards on it, uh, which is interesting because a lot of their sound is very heavy on that with the early shit. Mm. Um, what's cool about Triple Manic State, though, is it's actually a sequel song to their song Inhuman Creation Station from the album before, which the uh, Inhuman Creation Station is about... Uh, like, building these fucking weird humans out of, like, you know, uh, different body parts. Yeah, like, kind like of Frankenstein and, sort of thing. and yeah, using nice. robots and shit. Uh, and Triple Manic State is, like, rewiring the brain accordingly. Mm. Uh, the album is uh, really fucking dark in terms of the lyrics and that. And I didn't really realize that, I guess, when I was in high school. Probably subliminally I did, because mm. um, I, I would listen to it a lot when I was in high school. What I think is really fucked, though, is so it starts out like there's three songs on it that are very heavy with themes of uh, uh, ixnaying oneself. Uh, but when we were talking about how Bruce Springsteen never fucking had anything laced with <laughs> metaphor, these guys are the opposite of that, where everything is fucking laced in metaphor. Mm. Uh, sometimes to where it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah, that's some bad metaphors in there. That's one thing I did notice. Yeah, there's there's definitely some bad metaphors. There's songs that it works really well on, mm. like Familiar Realm. I was like, I fucking dig this, and like that was like my jam all through high school. Um, the music video for that song is also really fucking funny because it's this family like 
running around in like a very highly saturated like super sunny fucking park mm. and then at the end of it like they're playing like they all fall down they all fall down but then it cuts to them being like actually dead and you're like what the fuck just happened and the song is really happy too like it sounds very happy so uh yeah so um now uh okay as the tables turn was uh originally going to be uh, a title of the album um, what I thought was really interesting, uh, the album starts with a lyric in uh, Suddenly Tragically that says, an answer can be found, and at uh, in Don't Hold Your Breath, at the very end, it says, uh, an answer is yet to be seen. And when I was re-listening to it, I realized that the progression of the album talks about like how somebody killed themselves, and then it's like not understanding why they did it, and it was not something I really realized until I was sitting down, listening to it actively, yeah, watching the fucking lyrics as they're coming on. And so I thought that was really cool. I thought that was something that I, uh, you know, was, was impressed to find out about now to promote the album. Uh, they toured with the rock audio tour with fireball ministry and the knives, uh, in North America between August and September of 2005, the next year, they toured the UK with Clutch, and then they supported Avenged Sevenfold on their Cities of Evil tour, which, that would have been crazy, because that was, like, peak when Avenged Sevenfold was super popular. Yeah. So they're doing, like, literally these guys are, like, arena opening acts. Nice. Which is pretty fucking... Yeah, especially if you're talking, like, Guns N' Roses, Metallica. Oh, like yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty fucking cool, and especially because like I I would rather be an arena uh, opening act than a fucking club headlining act. Mm. You know, like that's that's a pretty cool vibe. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they also went on uh, Last Call with Carson Daly to promote it. They did Suddenly Tragically in Triple Manic State, which I'm actually really surprised that on primetime television they would do two <laughs> songs that were about suicide, yeah. <laughs> like that that they were allowed to. Um, but, okay, so we're going to get into the reception here, rifle through this, um, because we got another album after this. Uh, now, it reached number 35 on the Billboard uh, 200, uh, like the open charts, uh, highest position achieved for the band. Uh, it sold 27,000 copies in its first week, which for a band that's, like, pretty indie, definitely not bad. Yeah, uh, Familiar Realm was released as a single and it reached number 32. Uh, it's sold over 153,000 copies to nice. date. And it's, so it's the third best selling album, but it received really mixed reviews. Okay. Um, and which is, which is, which kind is of, fair, which I could probably touch on. I mean, I, I understand, um, like knowing your, your connection with the band, mm -hmm. like you have a, you listen to all their stuff. I had never listened to any of their stuff. Um, until today it it was for me no offense spencer don't kill me highly forgettable and generic mm. that's my that's my real pull that away. hurts i know it does that hurts i want to be honest soul. i want to be honest we agree a lot of the time this is one i did not agree with i okay uh what i was gonna say is that the mixed reviews ranged from five out of five to literally one out of five mm. uh now, before we get into talking about it for a second, I need to tell you this story because this is the thing that made me laugh the fucking hardest and made this is why I was like, Darren Miller sucks. So, the album received an infamously negative review from the Rolling Stone writer Jenny Elisku, who awarded it one star out of five and described it as mind numbing stoner metal with. Genomerous power chords, repetitive vocals, and overwrought lyrics. She even went as far as to suggest that a listener might want to commit suicide just to drown out the sound of the album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Now, now <laughs> I thought that was the fucking funniest thing I've ever heard. And, like, so I'm, savage. I love the album, but, like, I think that's fucking hilarious. Now, Darren Miller publicly responded to the review, criticizing the Rolling Stone for publishing her opinion <laughs> and suggesting that the critic simply isn't intelligent enough to understand the lyrics she criticized. Mm. Now, this is where it later escalates, okay? Uh, 
he, <laughs> this is so fucking stupid. He called her, uh, he said that she was juvenile mm. and then called her an ugly slut. <laughs> <laughs> Which very ironic, very ironic, <laughs> and like I'm sorry, but that's fucking like unintentionally funny. Yeah, it is. Like that's one of those like Michael Scott moments mm-hmm. that's just so fucking good. So the feud escalated to the point where allegedly he had posted her home telephone number online. Ooh, he doxed her, and CKY fans subsequently harassed and even threatened the journalist. She complained to the band's label uh, and the uh, and publicist. Well, the Rolling Stone defended the writer by retorting that the episode seemed like a rather sad attempt to promote a band who should rely more on their talent. Uh, now, what I thought was really funny about that is like, again, I saw CKY in 2017 uh, without Darren Miller, and they were fucking great. I would say better. Yeah, and. Uh, it seems like he just was the thing that like held them back. Yeah, like he really seems like the guy. By the that sounds helped. Like I said, I'm not overly familiar by the sounds, but he sounds like a fucking. He's cool. a fucking douchebag. Yeah. he's a fucking entitled douche, is what it seems like. Mm. Also, they recorded when they recorded their first album. Uh, his dad funded most of it. Which should tell you everything as well, <laughs> which is like, again, another reason why I'm like, I fucking hate this guy. Like, I really don't like him as a person and I've never met him, but I would <laughs> I would not like him if I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, I met Jess Margera and he was super nice. He gave oh. me a hug. And we'll be posting that to the Instagram. Well, we will be. We mm-hmm. will also be putting it right here. No. <laughs> oh, I was just putting it on the on the screen to the camera. I forgot that there's audio too. Um, okay, so uh, I would recommend that though to anybody who's like into uh, heavier stuff. Like yeah. I, and I uh, I think it's funny that like it received generally mixed reviews, and our reviews could not be more opposite. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it's not even that I don't like heavier music. It just um, didn't stand out to me as something I would want to listen to again or. You know, like yeah, yeah. I, I listened through the album uh, once, and then I listened through it again, uh, looking at the lyrics to each song. Mm-hmm. Um, they just showed up on my Spotify. So yeah, yeah. It was, it was awfully, was, it was, was awfully, too. awfully convenient. Um, but yeah, it didn't really stand out as anything. Um, maybe if I was younger, I could relate to it and connect to it a little more. But it didn't really do anything for me. I feel like I feel like it's one of those things where people either it, it's. It's kind of a divider. I think mm. people either really like it or they don't. Well, it's the same thing. Like I, like, lo- I like between you and me. Like I love trap rap. I love yeah. mumble rap. Yeah. And you can never get on board with yeah. it. It's the same sort of thing. Which right? is which is. Super... But we both like hip hop. Yeah. But... We both love hip hop. Yeah. It's just that one thing. No, because like that's. Uh, well, it's funny too because we are about to review another rock album that mm. we both are fucking one hundred percent ten out of ten yeah. on. Um, but, yeah, so I'd recommend it for people that want to listen to something maybe they haven't before. Mm-hmm. Uh, 150,000 copies, really. That means there's probably a lot of people who haven't listened to it. So Fair enough. There you go. Probably the same with this next album, too, I figured. Actually, yes, considering it was so fucking hard to get research on this next album. Mm-hmm. But I, fortunately, I know quite a bit, so I can fill the gaps. Hell yeah. Just because okay. I am a big, big fan. Um can I introduce it? Yeah, you absolutely So can. we're going to do Bahamas Earth Tones. That's my recommendation. Funny enough, I used to have this on vinyl, um, but I gave it to my brother in that Christmas yeah. that Christmas where I had no money. Uh, so well, I also thought that I had a copy. Like I thought I bought one like a year ago. Well, one thing I... that was fucking so cool about that record, if you remember, it yeah. was white. Do you yeah, remember yeah. that? It was yeah, like yeah. an ivory white. Um, really fucking great record. It's super chill. It's... Uh, summer record for me almost oh, yeah. every summer the songs are in rotation uh indie rock sort of chilled back laid vibes it's a it's a chilling in the park kind of vibe it's really really nice uh canadian artist yep um yeah uh do you want me to just yeah you give fill a few, in you fill a in a few of the facts here so yeah, go ahead. uh uh bahamas earth tones that's i i i don't remember if we said that already i did I, oh you did okay <laughs> fuck i <laughs> I've had a really busy fucking few days. I'm oh, like, my brain is not working. Don't sweat it, my boy. I'm trying not to, daddy. Happy? Happy? Okay, I don't like that one. You said that earlier and I didn't like it. You didn't like it? No. Why? You know, um... <laughs> <laughs> Wait. 
The wave. Nice. I love that that looks like a dick. Nice. Okay, so Bahamas, born as Afi Jervonson. Yeah. Finnish name. Yeah. He's a Finnish man. Born in Toronto, though, April 28th, 1981, raised in Barrie, Ontario. And he taught himself the guitar, which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. We've had a few people that have taught themselves, excuse me, artists that have taught themselves instruments. But I don't know if there's been any that have, like, as cool of a unique sound. Mm-hmm. He's got, he, like, shreds. Mm-hmm. Absolutely shreds, and it's laid back. He plays a Fender Stratocaster, and he sings about playing a Fender Stratocaster. Oh, And yeah. he just fucking jams, man. He, he fucking has so much fun. Uh, we're going to insert a picture here of the concert that we went to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen him three times. Yeah. Yeah, which is I've seen him three times. Fucking crazy. This is actually, I realized uh, I've seen both the bands live, mm-hmm. which is good because... We're a music podcast. Gotta go see some live music, baby. Um, yeah, uh, he fucking absolutely shreds. But it's like it's in a it's in a uh, very um, I guess it's it's in a way that people can digest it. It's so laid back. It's like so that's the only back. real way to describe it. Yeah. It's it's mellow, but it's also like it's very very melodic. All the songs are very melodic. Tons of harmonies, mm-hmm. uh, catchy courses. Like he he's a great songwriter. Oh yeah, super great songwriter. Super fucking underrated songwriter mm-hmm. too. Um, so Downtown Music Publishing represents Bahamas songs. Um, he recorded his debut album, uh, Pink Strat, in a cabin in rural Ontario in 2008. So at the same time as Bon Iver is recording nice. an album in a cabin. <laughs> In the middle of nowhere. We will be touching on Bon Iver at some point yeah. because I am also a massive, massive fan. I fucking love Bon Iver. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the same time as that's happening, they're both – and you know what? I would I would put them into the same like sort of uh, like subcategory mm. overall. Like not, not like distinct categories, but I would put them over like a subcategory. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'd say – to to a point, I guess. To a point, yeah. Like it's it's more just because of like the songwriting and the the style mm-hmm. than it is the like actual genre because yeah. there is there is a lot of differences in in the. I would obviously. I would say one thing with the difference. I'd say the main thing is they both sing about sad stuff, but Bahama sounds happier. He's like yeah. singing about his divorce and how his you know his his marriage is failing, but he's singing it about it in such a pleasant way. And he <laughs> sounds like he sounds like he's uh, taking antidepressants, whereas mm-hmm. uh, uh, Bon sounds like he's trying to kill himself with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a song on the album called "No Depression." Yep, um, that is one of the tracks, and he literally just has a very talks about being depressed. And honestly, that's one of the, it was so funny when we were watching him uh, at the concert, like when he was like. Yeah, I just wrote this song because I thought, hey, maybe you should just put one foot in front of the other and keep going. And mm-hmm. I was like, I've, that's great. Um, so, yeah, recorded his first album in 2008, uh, released it in 2009. It was nominated for a Juno for uh, Roots and Traditional Album of the mm-hmm. Year. First of many of his nominations. Uh, this is the first time we've talked about a Juno. Yeah, Juno's for oh, wow. all of our uh, uh, our huge international audience. Actually, three... our Brussels fans will probably <laughs> want to know. Uh, the Juno Awards are basically a music award show for Canadian artists. Yeah, um, it's like the Grammys, but nobody pays attention. Yeah, it, like, <laughs> the Grammys, but it happens in Hamilton. Yeah, <laughs> or happens in like it changes cities every year, yeah. and it's so like sometimes it'll be in a cool city like Toronto or Calgary, and then other times it'll be in, like. <laughs> Yeah, like as well, a little. I guess I give a little context to Canadian music as a whole. Yeah, there is a law in place where they have to play a certain amount of Canadian music on the radio. Um, so there is a certain group of mu- musicians and and music acts that become really popular just in Canada. Yeah. Um, and for us growing up, there's so many bands that I you know would feels huge to us. They'll yeah. sell out stadiums in Canada, but in the grand scheme of the music business, they are fairly unknown or obscure. Yeah. Um, which is one of the weird things that, that is a fallout of this law. I'm not sure what the percentage is. I think it's 50-50 or it's like 60-40. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's 40-60 is the, yeah. is the uh, every hour, 40% of the hour has to be uh, Canadian content. And... Uh, but that also only applies to, I believe that only applies to radio stations with advertising. Mm. 
because for instance uh like cjsw like the the uh, college radio station yep. for those that don't know the local college the station, local yeah. college station they play a lot of funky stuff too they, they'll, yeah. and they'll have like a world music show that'll be like three hours long and no canadian content at all yeah. on that so i think it's only when there's advertising involved and I think there's a couple loopholes too, where you have to have it could be like one of the writers, or yeah. uh, like there it's it's not it doesn't have to exactly be the artist, no, but just one of the things that have happened since that law has been put into place that there's a lot of bands that are massive in Canada that are unknown, like even like you look at something like the Tragically Hip, yeah, they sell out stadiums when Gordani was alive, they'd sell out stadiums all throughout Canada, they're rock legends in Canada, and they'd be playing like small clubs and bars in the U.S. Dude, their final fucking concert tour, they were literally selling out stadiums, mm -hmm. selling out and doing multiple like shows at said and, and stadiums. when they did Woodstock '99. In the audience, it was just all Canadian flags. Yeah. yeah. Oh so, God. <laughs> so it's what like those things like tragically hip. Um, you know, I would love to do a hip episode. Mm -hmm. So I, they're very distinctly Canadian bands, and I yeah. wouldn't put them. I wouldn't put Bahamas on the same level, but certainly in the indie community in Canada, yeah. they're they're a big band. They're they're definitely uh, they're definitely like I would say like on par with. They're where the Arkells were like five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, you know, I put them with like your Mariana Trenches and your Headleys and Yeah, yeah. Well maybe not Headley. Headley was big. Yeah. Um shout, shout out to A few <laughs> other reasons why maybe not Headley. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's headed to prison. Yeah. It's true. More like <laughs> insert the bar of soap now. Yeah. Uh. Canadian Idol alumni. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, oh God, I'm so sore from this fucking shoot. I actually have to pull my leg up. Um, okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, getting back to the Bahamas, his third album, uh, uh, Bahamas is Affy was released on August, uh, 19th of 2014. Mm -hmm. And the album received first place on Q's top 20 albums of 2014. Nice. Now, for again, for people that aren't in Canada, CBC Radio One's Q, awesome show. I'm awesome a big fan. show. It used to be Gian Gomeshi. Oh, we're uh, talking about all the sexual abusers and what know. else? This John is really Gameshi, not really Jacob Hogarth. Holy fuck! We're really fucking rifle him off. Rifle him yeah, off. Yeah, you know what? Let's just get through it. Uh, <laughs> fucking oh man, I. I, I, I it's can't. a it's a music talk talk radio show. Not yeah. just music. I mean, they interview actors, so yeah. like celebrities in general. But they do music. Basically, focused. for those that don't know, it's the it's where the really viral clip of uh, Billy Bob Thornton being an absolute tool to a radio yeah. host. That's where it comes from. Was mm -hmm. Q, where he was like, <laughs> where he was like getting asked about his movies, and he's like, I came on here to talk about my music. <laughs> it was like. Well, uh, but okay, that's fair. And then, and then he was like, just giving like one word answers. He's like, no, yeah, I, I, yeah, the clip is what a fucking it's, asshole. It's, a, it's also we recommend you watch that. Yeah, well. now it's, host, it's hosted Tom Power, yep. good Newfoundlander guy. It's a great listen. Comes on 10 a.m. every morning. Monday there was a Friday. really bad host in between. Uh, uh, I forget his name. Yeah, there was there was there was two of them in between Gomeshi mm. and Powers, and yeah. one of them was really bad. The other one, I think, wasn't George Strombolopoulos a fucking host on queue for a little while i'm not sure yeah he does literally everything is it canadian and music related yeah we're getting all the obscure canadian celebrities out there in the air george strumpa loompa loompa loops strumpa loompa loompa anyways all right so uh he tours with uh drummer jason tate who is from uh, the weaker thins and brokel, 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 broken social scene, broken social scene, yeah. uh, and uh, backing vocalist Felicity Williams. She is she is unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah, holy fuck, mm -hmm. uh, peril lungs on her. Let me tell mm -hmm. you. Um, he released his fifth studio album, Sad Hunk, on October 9th, 2020, and that album won the Juno for Adult Alternative Album of the Year at the Juno Awards of 2021. Now mm -hmm. let's talk about the Earth Tones album, baby! Okay. Uh, Since 2016? Uh, 2018. Oh, shit, Yeah, eh? it was uh, his fourth studio album released January 19th, mm. 2018. Uh, it's a bluesy, jazzy, alt-folk 
mm-hmm. alt rock sort of combo. Like it's got a it's got a lot of different styles to it. Uh if those like okay, I don't know if this is this is how I've imagined it sounds like. It's like if you combined Nora Jones, Jack Johnson, Leonard Cohen, and Bibio, and <laughs> and you just took like some of the best elements of each of those mm-hmm. artists and put them together, and you've kind of got a, like an idea of what the fucking sound is for him. How how I describe it, it's like people are just like you said, you're laying in a park, but they're just jamming. Mm-hmm. It feels like a jam, like you know, it's, it's definitely like a jam sesh. Everything flows really well. Um, one thing I find unique about it is the, like I mentioned before, the focus on the harmonies and how a lot of the courses come from the background vocalists. Yeah. Um, and it's a really, really nice listen. Like, I feel like it could reach uh, a wide, wide audience, which is, I think, why I've enjoyed it so much. And I could put yeah. it on basically in any sort of situation. I feel like that's one of those enjoys albums. to listen to it, yeah. And, and especially that album. Because, like, what I thought was interesting, like, he's released two albums since then. When he came to Calgary, uh, like last fall, mm-hmm. all of the songs except for two of them were from yeah. Earth Tones. He played a lot of played played a lot of Earth Tones. Played a fucking ton. Of I Earth saw Tones. him. So I saw him at Folk Fest. That would have been 2018. Yeah. So I never even heard the band before. And I was this is when I worked at that ice cream shop. You oh yeah, at, yeah. I worked oh. at a, I worked at an ice cream stand oh, downtown. The ice cream shop. And it was ah. right next to where Folk Fest kicked off. And somebody gave me the wristband when they were leaving. And so I went over and I stumbled across Bahamas, and <laughs> I've like fucking loved them since. So we saw them then. Then we saw them together last year. Yep. Um, in March, and then he played Stampede here in town, and I saw him there as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he played some of his newer stuff at, at Stampede. Um, but it, I mean, he's great live. The band so is good. awesome live, and, and it, I love that he doesn't do an encore. No, he even came out and said that's yeah. one of my yeah. things I mentioned when I was like, oh yeah, like he's when we were. I brought uh, Sarah and her brother and her brother's friend to the to the concert. I was like, yeah, like when we saw him in March, he just came out and he was like, yeah, like uh, guys, like don't bother clapping for me at the end and calling for an encore. We're like <laughs> yeah. not gonna do it. <laughs> We're gonna come out and play all the songs. Yeah. That you well, like. they announced it. They announced yeah, it before. Announced it's like, it. yeah. It's like, yeah. Like, don't worry about the encore thing. We're gonna play all the songs you want to hear. And it was really cool too, because his his uh, uh, backdrop looked like an airplane p- propeller. Mm-hmm. And he came on and was like, this is your captain speaking. Like, he <laughs> did a whole like airplane <laughs> announcement thing before he walked on. And I liked all his little little bits he chatted oh, in between. He's so fucking yeah, funny. he's a cool guy, man. It was a really, really good show. I really want to hang out with him. I would too. I want him to come on our podcast. I, that would be really fucking Can cool. Can we I, get him to come on our podcast when we play Folk I, Fest? Sam? I had problems shitting on the airplane. I would hundred percent shit myself if he came on the <laughs> I would have no problem shitting if he came on the podcast. Yeah, there would be no I would, push I needed. would fanboy so hard. Ah! I'm such a fan. Uh okay, so uh some more about the album here. He produced it himself. He recorded and released it through Bushfire Records, which is Jack Johnson's label, mm-hmm. uh, who he has toured with a bunch, both as a like musician in his band and as an opener. Yeah. Uh, he also did that with City and Color and uh, the Lumineers and a bunch of these like huge bands, like huge bands that like everybody kind of knows, mm-hmm. right? Um, now uh, to promote it, he. Performed as the opening act for Jack Johnson during his All the Light Above It uh, world tour. And then he announced his Earth Tones tour uh, when he released No Way as a single. Uh, Tour started in Montreal on January 17th of 2018. And it ended in uh, May 20th in Gulf Shores, Alabama at the Hangout Festival. Mm. But then he played Folk Fest in 2018 after yeah. that. I was going to – I had written that in the notes because I was like, yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk about the reception of the, of the album. Uh, uh, second single from the album, Way With Words, charted on the U.S. adult alternative songs. It was number 27. I had a way with words for Ooh. a while. <laughs> I'm not singing anymore. <laughs> uh, I do like that song, oh, but – the- no, no, I thought you were going to keep going. <laughs> Some call it substance over style. I can't sing like him, but he's got a very unique voice, too. Uh, Don't have me waiting on no SMS. <laughs> That's a text message. <laughs> <laughs> to be f- I want to say one thing. The standout track on the album for me is Show Me Naomi. That's mm. my favorite song on the entire album. I, I think it's it's uh, really close between uh, 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 
the Shooby Dooby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Opening act. Opening song, act yeah. is such a fucking good song. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. U.S. folk albums number thirteen on the Billboard charts. Canadian albums on Billboard number five. Nice. Uh, it received a nomination for the uh, Grammy Award for uh, best engineer album and non classical, mm. which is crazy. And then at the Juno Awards, it won the Juno album for all Adult Alternative Album of the Year. He wins that every year, I think. Nah. This is an album. Uh, that's a thing in Canada. When somebody like <laughs> wins it once, they start to become the <laughs> fucking to, benchmark. Yeah. Uh, and then Ali Eisner's video for the song No Depression won the Juno Award for Video of the Year. Mm-hmm. It's uh, done with puppets, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, and one thing I'd mentioned, too, worth mentioning is he did uh, promoting the album. He did a set on Jimmy Kimmel. Um, it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. Really? They form, they form a couple songs for Jimmy Kimmel. Damn. Yeah, yeah it's really good. And he also did an acoustic set on C- for CBC as well. Um, and if you want to get into more of his more recent stuff with Sad Hunk, he did, it was during COVID, he did a set at his house. He lives in Halifax now, um, out by the water. He's got young kids and he did a, he did a set where he was singing to his daughters acoustically. It's a really nice video. That's very really heartwarming. Cool. Very that's, heartwarming. That's so fucking sweet. Mm-hmm. I, I hate how sweet that is. That's the thing. It's like, uh, we could not have picked more opposite albums for the <laughs> episode where you're just like, yeah, one of these is a really nice person and a good artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other one's a piece of shit. Well, one thing, one of the reasons why I did pick this, because I feel like it's a very important album to us, but it might not be big enough to, you know, do a full episode on. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, something I remember we lived together. We were bumping it. Yeah, I bought the daily. record maybe the first or second week I moved to Toronto. We yeah. went to Cops Record, and I bought it. We were listening to it yeah, every day. Yeah, because you bought this, uh, you bought this record, Talking Heads and uh, Yay, yeah, the same read, day. Yeah, yeah, it was it was all three of those records. I remember, I remember because we listened to all three of them, and I was like, I "Fucking dig this!" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, this is a good choice that we were living." But we together. played the crap out of that. Um, <laughs> there's also other memories. Uh, I'll keep it, keep it, I'll keep it vague. But someone once danced in our living room to this record. <laughs> And I'll leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a really great listen. <laughs> oh, my God. Holy fuck. Is that the same person that was rolling around on the floor and going, you guys are so retro? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe or may not. We had a couple people rolling on our floors. You remember yeah. Remember the one guy that rolled on our floors? Me and my wife are getting uh, divorced. Dude, I literally, I was telling, yo, I hung out with Robin this weekend and I was telling her about both of those fucking stories. Dude, he- and what I said was. I think that whenever I left the apartment, it was a bad omen for Aaron to bring someone over who was going to end up rolling on the fucking floor. <laughs> yeah. So I, I give context because we don't we don't share circles with this guy anymore. Yeah. But this friend Spencer had from film school, I met him once and him and his wife were getting divorced, apparently. And he called me and he's like, hey, I'm at your house. <laughs> I was like, oh, like, Spencer's not here. He's like, oh, it's okay. Like, can we hang out? And I was like, sure, whatever. So I let him up in the house, and he was a mess. He was And I was, like, texting Spencer, like, come over, come over, come back, come back, come home, come home, come home. Both times yeah. when, I, when that happened, because the other time, Aaron was walking up with the other person, and he, he gave me a look, and I didn't quite read it, so I just <laughs> kept walking, went to the library, and then I opened my phone, and I've got all these texts, and Aaron's like, get back now! Get back now! I come in, and this person is just rolling around on our floor, and they're like, you guys are, like, so retro. You have records and a sober Nintendo? And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And then I just sat on a chair and watched as she awkwardly said things. That yeah, she should. yeah. Anyways, this guy fucking... Uh, I didn't know him very well. Nope. And I don't. Know, I don't think you knew him very well Not either. Really? No. He, um, he, he cried. Yeah, he cried on the floor, <laughs> and then he asked us to move in because he was getting divorced. And we, we were s- like, "This is a two bedroom." That's yeah. Not I was like, "You can sp- spend the night." And the next morning, he woke up and he ate my food out of the fridge, mm-hmm. and we stopped hanging out with him. Um, yeah, we 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 put a hard stop to that. <laughs> yeah. I hope he's doing well. Yeah, I hope. I hope he didn't lose too much in the divorce. Well, they were never officially married. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they got a faux marriage. They got oh. a, a ceremonial. <laughs> I didn't know that. So he was crying about nothing. He was crying about getting broken up with. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, that's a core memory I have attached to this time of my life when we're listening to this album. I have a lot of core memories with this album. But uh, I feel like 
I feel like we got yeah. everything yeah. with it. Yeah. Listen to it. I mean, listen yeah. to both recommendations. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think. Uh, actually, it would be really fun to have people, like, comment under this episode's post on Instagram and say, like, if you listen to both records, which one you dig more? Because that'll help us also gauge like what we want to. Yeah, and we more should of we should start future. running some polls too. Yeah, like throw a couple albums up or take some recommendations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're just doing this for we're doing it for shits and giggles for the fun of it. Yeah. So I mean, if we have people listen to us and they want us to talk about things they're interested in, we're fucking down. We're so down. Yeah, I I would love to take recommendations. I've got a few from people that were like, I recommend this and like. Also, a lot of people have asked if they can come on as guests. Yeah. Uh, 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 fucking musician from the local scene asked nice. me. Uh, our, our homie Evelyn, oh, who listens yeah. religiously. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. I, did uh, I meet Evelyn? I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, you did at the at the uh, animal Oh, premiere. I sure did. Yeah. 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 I'd yeah, love yeah. to have Opening her on. Night. Catch yeah. up, yeah. yeah. I think no. we talked briefly then. So she, uh, She's got a single coming out with her band, The Sunstroke. So oh, I, fuck yeah. I said that we'll try and line it up so that we can get her on then. Because then mm-hmm. she can promote it. Um, Jeff, 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 Jeff. Actually, yeah, if we got Jeff and Evelyn on, that would be mm-hmm. fucking great. Because Jeff's really funny, too. And he's the guitarist in her band. Nice. Uh, this is a guitar now. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, no, uh, we've had a few like people reach out about it. And I was like, the people that have reached out, I'm, I'm interested in. There's some that I've been like, mm. there's <laughs> others that I'm like, yeah. We're open to a lot of things. But we're uh, open to everything. And I, I actually am like really happy with... Uh, with uh, people's responses yeah, to the podcast, I mean, this so has far. just been a great way to hang out with my two good buddies. Yeah, and you and know, day drink. Although it's day, night, tonight. it's night tonight. This is yeah. a a Monday night episode. A Monday night Ooh. episode. Um, uh, that one is, had a little bit. <laughs> you might have caught that on the mic. I got a little bit of turd in that one. This is uh, actually funny enough. We've already released our Halloween episode, but this <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> it is Halloween. Um, uh, I. I'm gonna have to go clean my pants. Did you shit yourself? <laughs> I think I shit myself. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right, you walk. I'll 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 cue the episode up. I'll finish the episode up. Thank you for having the on vinyl. <laughs> Spencer just fucking shit his pants. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Misfits on Vinyl, hosted by Spencer Strikert and me, Aaron Walsh, and of course produced by Sam Sam the Tech Man, Sam Lindsay. If you like us, please rate us, subscribe to us, share us. Our socials are Misfits on Vinyl Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to send us an email with any suggestions or criticisms, uh, we love that shit, so send it away. It's misfitsonvinyl at gmail.com. We love you guys. Thank you. <laughs>